I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is good sad. Sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Lou bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. So we'll get started here. I'm excited uh, to have this guy on the show today because I uh, actually went to high school with this man. Um, so it's cool to, to reconnect. But um, you may have seen him. Uh, I think, you know, he is the, the world champion in the sport of squash. Uh, he is also the former site Q out at the maze. Um, and, and as you see him out there in the gloom, I know you see him with a smile on. So we've got uh, Sasquatch on the show uh, today. And um, Squash, man, it's great to see you. you. You look great as always, but you know we kind of like to start these all the same just so guys get to know you and, and hear how you started. But um, I wonder if you'd share with us that story of uh, you know who he aged, uh, how how that first workout go, and then uh, wh where does the name Sasquatch come from? Absolutely. Well, Blake, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, love what you and uh, Pony Express has done. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll jump right in. I mean, it was, uh, gosh, it was December of 2018. And I was at a, a holiday party with my wife, um, Grant Leach, um, obviously in our world of tugboat, was hosting in, uh, in Regency and got to talking with... Um, with Blake Richards, which, as we know, is Brazilian, and um, and Reba, and they were telling me about F three over some drinks, and you know, I was definitely curious, very very curious, and the more you know they talked about it, I could see the enthusiasm and the the passion they had for it, and though, you know, they they caught me at a vulnerable moment, and they're like, well, how about you come out next week, so. My first day was January 3rd of uh, 2019, and um, I, was not, I was not equipped properly for, for F3. I can't remember which, if it was actually that workout or maybe a few weeks later, uh, but you were there, and you were kind enough to lend me <laughs> your, uh, your second pair of, uh, of, of football wide receiver gloves with some holes in them, and I remember putting those on. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those moments where you don't want to be that guy who just, like, leaves one of his first workouts in the middle of it. Like, where did Sasquatch go? But I could not feel my fingers, and I'm surprised I did not get frostbite or actually lose a finger or two. Thankfully, Tater Tot, not to say he didn't help me out, it was better than nothing, Plague, but Tater Tot – was kind enough to to give me his you know full throttle Columbia high voltage heated gloves which which saved the day just in time before uh, I lost a finger or two so forever thankful for still having ten fingers um, so yeah so I learned quickly that uh, equipment having the proper equipment is very 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 important but um, I guess a little backstory on how I got the name Sasquatch um, so as you mentioned. I was the, the site queue at the maze, and that happened to be where um, 
I first made it out to F3, conveniently just right down the street from, from our house. And, you know, I mean, it, it's a little uh, intimidating when you get, get in the middle of, you know, a group of guys and, you know, they tell you, you know, what's your, ho- you know, what's your hospital name? Um, tell us about yourself, any embarrassing stories. And you kind of just, you know, rattle off, uh, you know, some important items about yourself. And of course, squash has been a, a big part of my life. And a lot of people don't even know, you know, what it is. You know, my license plate has been squash. And people are like, oh, like the vegetable? <laughs> um, not to say the vegetable isn't good, but uh, more of a passion for the sport of squash, which I have to mention Forbes did. Forbes magazine years back did deem it as the number one healthiest sport in the world. I like to call it the checkers of, of racket sports. But um, I guess the combination of squash and then uh, wait time, our, our OG Nantan, um, you know, saw me as an ogre, as a Sasquatch, and blended those together. And people still call me Sasquatch, but it is Sasquatch in the books of F3. So <laughs> that's how uh, my name came to be. I love it. And I, I still feel bad about those gloves at that first workout. It was, I, I just, it was like, oh yeah, I got an extra pair of gloves. I pulled them out and, and they were literally wide receiver gloves and it was dead of winter, you know. And, and crusty. Yeah, <laughs> just not, not the right equipment. But like I said, it was better, better than nothing at that time. Yeah. Well, I, it has been just great to reconnect um, with you through the group. And I'm, I'm curious, so you know, squash is a pretty intense uh, sport, and you had been doing that. But, but fitness-wise, where where were you at when you started coming out to the group? Were the workouts difficult, or what did you think of that first first beatdown? Yeah, you know, um, you know, with it being an all-encompassing, you know, full-body workout, it was definitely different than being on the squash court. I mean, in squash, you're doing a lot of a lot of lunging, uh, really quick bursts of of uh you know movement but uh, so that did translate i mean from a cardio standpoint but you know when you're you're running a few miles and getting down to doing burpees i hadn't hadn't been a part of that world in, in quite some time and if anything it brought me back to you know um you know i played soccer and several other sports growing up but um, ended up playing soccer in college um, i always just remember the camaraderie and the respect you had for one another you know to you know, get out of bed and just get after it, you know, eat that frog first thing in the morning. And, um, you know, because of my passion for squash and some other activities, you know, I started off going once a week and then, you know, once a week turned into two days a week. So that'd be Thursday, Saturday. And then I incorporate the Murph, you know, because depending on who you're, you know, uh, connecting with in the gloom, you know, like, oh, have you been to Red Wing yet? Have you been to the Oracle? Uh, and so it gets your wheels turning. It's like, well, no, I haven't. But it, it's a new experience that definitely intrigues you and wants you to get more involved. And so um, up until, you know, February of this year, kind of been with traveling schedule, gotten me off the train. But um, I was up to, you know, three or four times a week. And have a, a shield lot going with fine print and catch up and light bright. And so that's been fun. And that was something I didn't have initially, which looking back, um, I think that would have helped, you know, as far as maybe getting more engaged faster, 
because um, those shield locks are important. I mean, it's one thing to tell yourself you're going to go, but it's another thing when you tell somebody else you're going to be there and you don't want to let them down. I would agree. I, I was on the queue this morning and I wouldn't have gone out in this cold weather if I wasn't, you know, if you don't have other guys dependent on you. But um, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on free delete because I, I think it's, it's interesting to get different perspectives there. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think the book's really powerful. I mean, uh, you know, obviously the, you know, the Cassentrica um, is, you know, at its core, you know, just really having a, a clear understanding of not only your moral compass, but like what is of highest value in your world. And it's easy to lose sight of that in a, a very noisy world that it's pulling you in so many directions. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm guilty as charged. I mean, I've always been, you know, kind of that ADD, like, you know, always wanting to do everything. And um, you, you can't, you gotta, you gotta make sure you have your priorities straight. And, you know, it, there's a quote by Gary Keller um, that is very profound and stayed with me ever since I heard it. And it goes like this. I mean, extraordinary success comes from sequential, not simultaneous action. And when you start your day early and often with, you know, gratitude and getting the blood flowing and going back to that earlier comment about eating the frog first, it, it creates the right domino effect for success in other areas of your life. Um, and I truly, I truly believe it. I mean, because um, you first got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And, you know, it's, F3 is bigger than what a lot of us even think it is. It's, it's about being leaders, you know, in our, in our family, as a, as a husband, as a father, as a brother, as a son, not to mention to your, you know, friends and people in your community that, that need us. Um, people, especially guys, and it's, it can be very difficult to, to talk about our feelings and be vulnerable. Um, I mean, I was <laughs> forced into a very vulnerable state when my first son passed in 2016. I mean, like I, that was me. Like it didn't happen to somebody else, it happened to me. And there's no way around that. And so, you know, you just don't know what people are going through and everyone has a story. And I do think there's, a silver lining between the more adversity you've been through, the more you can see the other side, you can see a bigger light, a bigger impact you can make in others. You know, if you can, you know, truly just not give up. I mean, that's, that's what it really is all about at the core and, and making sure that, uh, yeah, you just, you get back on the train. You got to get back on the train and the train of F3 is more powerful than it's ever been here. You just can feel it. Um, it's, it's a way of life. It really is. And, um, you know, when I'm not going to F3, you, you, that FOMO is real, <laughs> you know, that, that fear of missing out is real. And, um, if anything, it kind of gives you a little anxiety because it's like, when you do make it back out, it's like, gosh, shit, miss you guys, you know, cause it's, uh, it's a brotherhood. It really is. Well, I, 
Gotcha. There's so much there to unpack. And um, yeah, I appreciate you sharing about your son. I, I can't imagine um, what that was like. Um, you know, it's and it's interesting, right? Because you and I we went to high school together, you know, hung out here and there. Uh, but I remember hearing about that kind of through through the grapevine. But F3 was really the the first place I think I had a chance to like say how you doing like how was that what was that like and it and it just it provided the space to have that conversation as men and just to say hey man i i i'm sure that was hard you know tell me about it so i i love that you are vulnerable and you have been willing to share that with guys I, i'm curious was it that um event in your life that kind of helped you develop vulnerability or what do you think it was that or was it the combination of that event and kind of working through that and then seeing other guys in F3 or, or how did that play out for you? It's a great question. And ironically, uh, I was talking to my grandma who's 99, um, an incredible, incredible lady that, you know, just speaks. Uh, I mean, her, her age and, her just ability to retain the information she does is incredible. Um, but the point being, we, we were talking about, she asked me a similar question. and I think it's really twofold. I mean, from an empathy standpoint, um, that definitely changed the trajectory of understanding pain and what it looks like and having just a better idea of what other pain potentially could look like. Um, so from an empathy standpoint, that that moment, you know, obviously it was a very dark moment. Some of it's very, uh, uh, you know, just hard to even like comprehend personally, but over time it definitely allowed me to, uh, to, see, to see that in a different light. Um, the twofold piece, my wife, uh, I have to give her just so much, so much credit to even just my ability to, not, not that I lost my way completely, but definitely was at the point in my life where I was yearning for a partner, the right partner to do life with, to, you know, provide even more purpose in my mission. And so she's definitely made me a better person that's allowed me to, to see things that I didn't maybe see in myself or what it, what it takes to, you know, just be a, a really good person because she is a better person than I am. <laughs> I, I will take that to the grave because um, I, I definitely got really lucky with, with my better half. I, you know, it's funny. I think so many of us would agree <laughs> with that statement there, you know, it, but it, it's like from a, you know, SkyQ or God perspective, right? It's, it's like, you know, you get partnered with this person and, and you, you know, you say I do to, you know, kind of where you're at in that moment and, and where you are today and where you're going in the future. And so I think we, you know, you can't plan for these types of events, but it, it's, um, I know for, for my wife and I, it's made a huge difference to go through something like that. It just kind of cements that bond of like, there's nothing that's, that's going to break us apart because we've been through this really difficult challenge. But, um, and I love that. Do you, tell me about, you mentioned Concentrica. Um, do you feel like that kind of concept 
uh, was there um, in your life before hearing about it in F3 or, or were you maybe more work-life balance or, you know, how has the, how have you adopted that concentric model, do you think? Yeah, you know, I think it's something that, you know, we, we knows there from a, how do I want to put this? I mean, it just, if anything, from an alignment standpoint, reminds you of what's most important. It's not like we didn't see the value in that, um, but when you, you know, it's in front of you and you're focusing on it, that's what tends to manifest. Um, and so I think there's definitely something, something to that. And, you know, going back to, I mean, it's just like brushing your teeth. I mean, you gotta continually work on those pieces. And, and I, don't, I don't think there's ever a true, true balance from a time element, because we only have so much time, but the timing of when you're practicing or you know, truly just being present with the things that matter most, you can't lose sight of it. And it's, it can be easy to lose sight of those things if you are you know, obsessed with you know, your job or a certain passion, you know, it can, it can, you know, cause a potential issue. And so it's just, it's good to continue to realign and, and make sure that, um, you know, your, your purpose is being, you know, yeah, it's just, it's in full alignment, which, you know, is uh, a constant work in progress. Well, and I, I'm curious your thoughts because I know a lot of guys have uh, like their own own business or maybe are doing consulting or, you know, are in a similar situation that you're in. And so then work is, is a big deal, right? You've got your, your own thing going and you're, you know, kind of trying to create a brand and trying to get things out there. And um, how have you, have you balanced that? Or is that, you know, just kind of a common understanding between you and your M or what's been helpful for you there? Any advice for other guys? Yeah. I mean, to juggle the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it is tough. It really is. Because um, you're being pulled in a lot of different directions. Um, you know, it, it's, it's something that, you know, work-life harmony is, is real. Um, like, I, I have a coach now that, you know, one thing, literally, she gave me two items that she wanted me to complete by the next time we talked in two weeks. And one of them being respecting the time block, you know, like only checking emails, calls, texts, and re returning those calls, email, and texts at certain times, 7.30 a.m., 11 a.m., 4 p.m. Other than that, I should not be taking random calls or randomly responding to other people when they want me. Because if I'm not respecting my time and the things, because, I mean, it, it's one of those things where when you're working on something and somebody calls you, you're getting out of the flow state. You take that call, it's going to take another 10 minutes to get back in that flow state. And so um, just being really intentional about where my time's being spent, you know, is this, is this an item that's going to help move the needle? Is this the best use of my time for not only me, but for my team? 
and ultimately the, the people that we're, we're serving. And so it's a constant challenge. Um, and if anything, you got to continue to audit not only yourself, but your business. You know, I think life and business coexist. Um, but if you are being the best version of yourself individually, chances are it's going to trickle into your business and you're going to be able to, to give that much more, you know, to the people around you. Um, but really, I mean, the biggest thing that I've, I've really learned since we started Exarbon Mortgage a little over two years ago was you can't do it all on your own. I mean, you have to understand leverage and finding, like right now, the, the newest book I'm reading right now is not how, but who. I believe that's the name of it. You know, you need to find the right key people in your world that you trust. High trust is so huge and you have to empower them to be able to, you know, carry the, the torch as well and make decisions without you being involved in every little, you know, piece of the pie. And so it's, uh, you know, it's humbling. I mean, it, there's always something you can be doing better. And so, you know, just being aware that it's, uh, it's a journey of constant reassessment, realignment, re-engaging. Uh, you know, it's, it's all encompassing and it's a battle. It's a daily battle. And that's where I think things like F3 really, uh, really help. Sure. And I, I wrote that down, respect the time block. Uh, that's, <laughs> you know, I can't, it's like how, you know, I know time blocking is like a, a great way to manage your time, but I have these time blocks and I'm kind of like, ah, I can, that's kind of my wiggle room. Right. And uh, I love that because I, I need, I need to do a better job of that as well. Um, I still I, do it too. Oh. You mentioned um, a couple things. So I, I wanted to dive in. So, you know, you mentioned trust and that being a key um, component to just relationships. Do you think F3 or something in the, the structure, I don't know if you, maybe what, what is it for you that allows that trust factor to be built maybe faster or deeper? Or have, have you experienced that with the guys you interact with at F3? Or what do you think on that? Yeah, I mean, when I think of trust, high trust, I think of, you know, you show up. You know, you, you show up not obviously only physically, but mentally. And, and even like, you know, trusting the process as well. I mean, I love that F3, you know, of course, with, you know, dread and OBT in the military background. I mean, I, I was never in the military, um, but for people that were, and then of course, you know, with just the process of how, you know, trusting the process, like this at 5.30 a.m., we're starting sharp, it's going to 6.15, there's gonna be the, the intro and, um, you know, it, everything flows like, I think just with trust in general, you, you trust things are going to work out a certain way um, because they have your best interests at heart. And when you fully understand what's most important to people and kind of going back to that, you know, alignment piece, you know, it just allows you to be, I mean, you know, human, 
spirit, human nature, like we're going to be more open and vulnerable to the people we trust, the people that we know care. And, and like, there's something to be said about, it was a quote by, I don't know if it was Coach Bird or Tim Grover, recent speakers I'd heard, but they had talked about, you know, friends tell you what they, you know, what you want them, you know, what they want you to hear, or vice versa, where allies tell you what you need to hear. And I, I think, I think there's definitely a, a big difference between the two. And I know personally, you know, I kind of don't always like conflict. I mean, I have to deal with it with work, but you know, you want to, you want to say, say the nice things, but the nice things is what people always hear, you know, that constructive criticism and like, you know, why'd you decide to do that? It's good to be called out once in a while because people need it. A lot of times, you know, we assume, you know, it's just like people assume that a lot of people reached out to me and talked to me about, you know, Johnny. Actually, very few did because people don't know what to say and they, they think it's uncomfortable and they don't think it's their job. But um, words unsaid allow for assumptions and assumptions in this world are more so than ever, which is not, not a good thing in my opinion because it's – it's what you may think, but what you think may not be real. Well, I, I really like that because I think, you know, we're all going through something, right? Like you mentioned at, at the beginning, right? With like, everybody's got something that they've been through or are going through. And, and so then when, you know, when somebody trusts you enough to share that, uh, you know, I think asking them, you know, tell me more about that. What, you know, how are you doing today? Right. I'm sure, you know, even, you know, what, six years later, it, it's still not easy. You know, the pain doesn't go away, right. You just, you get better at kind of coping and figuring out how to, how to move forward with it. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us are in, are in that boat, right. That's why we get up and, and take the daily red pill is because we need it. We need to get out of that negative headspace that, you know, at least, at least for me, I wake up there some most days. Um, so I, I love what you shared there. I, I also, you know, I want to talk a little bit to you because, you know, I see this stack of leadership books on your desk behind you and I read the Johnisms that you share on social media. And I, I know um, you've, you've already quoted several uh, leadership um, gurus or, you know, coaches, that type of thing. And um, I definitely see, you know, you as a leader and in F3, we're really asking all men to be, be leaders, but Curious your thoughts, you know, kind of the leadership development process and your experience being a site Q. Um, how do you think that works as, as far as developing leaders within NF3? And, and maybe tell us a little bit about your experience as a site Q. It would be good to hear your thoughts there. Yeah, I mean, I think a great step, I mean, within F3 is, I mean, for somebody who hasn't led a workout yet, I mean, it, it's definitely scary. It is scary. I mean, um, anytime you're doing something you haven't done before, it's uncomfortable, but that's what allows for growth. And I mean, there, even just, you know, like going Facebook live or Instagram live or doing just anything that is out of the norm is uncomfortable, but you, you have to continue to, to fail 
even if it's not, you know, because perfection, we all want to be perfect and we want everyone, whoever's watching us to, you know, to see us in that perfect lens. But it's, it's definitely more about developing excellence and without failing forward fast, you can't get there. And so um, just like anything, the first time you probably lead, it's going to be a little bit of a shit show. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be looking at your phone the whole time and our mission plant goes, you know, it's like, Oh my gosh, like this is, uh, this is not very fun, but I guarantee you when you finish it, you're going to be like, wow, I did it. I did it. I can do it. And it all comes, it all comes from within. I mean, if you don't believe in yourself and you don't take chances, you're not going to grow. And if you're not going to grow, you're, you're going backwards. And we only have so much time here. So it's like buckle up and, um, you know, take some, take some chances. But, you know, I would say, I mean, every time I personally led, I know it, it got a little bit easier. If anything, I wish I would have gotten to the, um, you know, the Q school. I think that would have been helpful. Like, I didn't even know until, gosh, what was it, like six months ago, wait time was leading at uh, main stage, and he was talking about his binky. I'm like, what the hell is a binky? I'm like, why haven't I been creating binkies? And then I have all these binkies, and I can just go back to the binkies and you know, take a little from here, a little bit from there, and then I have a brand new fresh banky with more quality stuff. I mean, not to say I didn't have a note section and added in pieces, but, um, you know, little things like that. You know, it's like you got to continue. The word for our company this week is curiosity. You know, and going back to you said, like, tell me more. Like, ask better questions. Engage with the right leaders who have experiences that you don't have that you can take a little bit, take, take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that. Cause what you do find out with leadership and all these books is, and the more of them you read too, you find that there's a lot of similar patterns, a lot of similar verbiage. All of them learned from somebody else before them too. They're not recreating the wheel. I mean, obviously, there's people now that are creating apps or whatnot, but you know, that never been around before, or, you know, the Jeff Bezos or whoever the world, but they're all taking ideas from somebody and then implementing them based on their belief system and how they can, you know, change the world around them. So I guess with all that, I'd say is just got to continue to, to get uncomfortable and, from those experiences, you, you know, whether you make the wrong decision or the right decision, you're going to probably eventually find a better decision. Um, but if you're not moving forward and trying things, you can't, you can't figure it out. Right. It's not going to happen. No. Well, and it goes back to kind of the, you know, you're either accelerating or, or you're, you're decelerating, right? If you're not moving forward, you, you know, um, really the, there is no option that where you just stay the same, right? If you're, if you're not growing, you're, you're really yeah, going. Yeah, you're growing or you're dying, essentially. What about, um, you know, so as a site cue, do you feel like that helped uh, you grow in some aspects of leadership or 
maybe just help to kind of give away those VQ opportunities or what was your experience as a site queue out at the maze? You know, um, definitely glad I did it. Um, me though, timing wise with everything else I had going on, it, it did become a chore at times just because of, you know, having to stay in front of that calendar and um, you didn't know if, you know, you didn't know if somebody was like, interested you know it's like it's okay if you don't want to lead you know if you're not ready not a big deal so you'd create un uncomfortable situations for people i think at times but going back to what we're talking about that's part of the progression of f3 to be a leader is i mean you gotta you gotta get out of your own way um but even just from the standpoint of you know having a, a duty an obligation to make sure that that flag is there every Thursday morning and that the mission continues to be carried out um, was powerful. It was. And, you know, looking back, are there things I could have done differently, done better? Absolutely. Um, you know, but that's okay. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you, you take that experience and, um, uh, if anything, you know, help the the barn doors, the new leaders of sites on things they could, you know, maybe be implementing or, or doing differently. You know, it's just like with the, the shovel flag out there. It's like, you know, the maze is one of the OG destinations. Like we need we probably need to upgrade, you know, the 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 flag, maybe maybe get Folsom involved. Or uh, I mean Huffy's like the new art master. Yeah, I love that. Um, tell me a little bit about the third half, about faith, and kind of where where you're at, or you know, just with everything you've been through. I, I know, uh, you know, there's maybe been some ups and downs, but uh, you know, within F three, have we given you access to you know conversations or growth opportunities in that third F category, or wh where you're at with with yeah. Faith? Well, one thing comes to mind right off the top of is uh, the retreat that Birdman and um, uh, yeah, Sparty and a number of people that helped facilitate that. And I was so glad I, I went, you know, I kind of got EH'd in that from short sale and, and LPC. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad that I did because it was an experience like no other. Um, can't say I've ever seen so many guys cry in the same room before. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, that's what was powerful. I mean, you could feel... I mean, especially being out in nature, you know, just you can feel God all around us. Like, I mean, it's, I think it's hard not to believe there's not more to what we have here. I mean, it's, uh, you know, and I, I do think God, you know, puts, I mean, going back to what we were talking about earlier, I mean, everyone has a story. Everyone has shit going on in their life. Like, life's not easy and we need each other. And so just hearing, you know, guys that, you know, have a hard time opening up, you know, they were getting extremely, extremely vulnerable. And it was a beautiful thing because um, we're there for them, you know, we're, we're hearing them out and, uh, you know, it, it just, uh, I don't know. You, you just could feel God's presence in, in moments like that. And 
in every day. I mean, uh, you know, there's some some horrible things going on in this world, uh, but there's some beautiful things going on in this world too. You know, so it's you gotta just realize that it's not gonna work out picture perfect. We gotta make the most of the time we have here, and hopefully, when our time does come to an end here on this this earth, there's a uh, it's even a more beautiful side that, that we don't even know exists. And I believe there is. And awesome. that's that. I, you know, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that, that you got to go to that. I really wanted to go, but wasn't able to. And I, I've heard nothing but good things. So I'm, I'm glad your experience was, was good as well. You know, I think um, there's just so many things that we're doing right within F3 Omaha that a guy could choose to engage in. And, and so I think, you know, it's just important we continue to, you know, like leaders like yourself, right, just keep being open and vulnerable and, and kind of leaning by example that, that there really is um, tremendous value on the other side of sharing some of those difficult things to share. Because, um, you know, everybody in F3, at least that I've shared my story with, has responded with like, what can I do to help or, you know, ask more questions or really responded with love and acceptance, which is kind of depending on what you're going through, you know, is the opposite of what we tend to tell ourselves, you know, so I, I think, um, yeah, it's good to hear that. You know, curious your thoughts, at, you know, as you um, kind of reflect back on maybe where you were at when you came into the group and, you know, as you see new guys coming in, I mean, what, what sort of encouragement or advice would you give um, to some of the other PACS members as, as new guys are coming out? What, what could we be doing to create space for them to be uh, comfortable or be welcomed in to the group? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think, you know, the more engaged they can get right off the bat is crucial for that stickiness. Um, you know, going back to that free delete book, I mean, I think, you know, once you, you make it to a workout, that next assignment should be to, to read that book as soon as possible and you know and it is it's important that we and I know I can do a, I can definitely do a better job of it personally is you know making sure we're you know reaching out to those individuals and following up you know because I mean life and business emotional connection follow-up emotional connection follow-up emotional connection follow-up and the more that's happening, the more momentum carries to the next workout, to the next workout, to the next workout, to the point where it's, it's a ritual. I mean, it, it's a part of your day-to-day -day existence. Um, even if, you know, you take time off, you know, something's going on in your life, you're not able to make it out, like, you know F3 is still going to be there for you when you're ready again. And so, I mean, if anything is just right from the get, like right now I'm thinking about somebody who I brought out to, um, his name's Birthday Stu. We brought him out to the Seesaw, short sale and I did, which, and he's, you know, ex, um, gosh, I can't screw this up. I believe he was Army. His, uh, his kids and our kids were in the same daycare. And I don't think he's been out since. And that's been, you know, weeks ago when that CSOP happened. And so I need to, I need to reach out to him. 
and we got to get back on the glue together because um, that's where the magic happens. And so, you know, I think just keeping an eye on where your people are, the people you've connected with, and continue to follow up with them and checking in. Yeah. You know, if you haven't seen them out there, checking in. How are you? You know, and um, yeah, we, we all do live in busy worlds, but we're busy doing the things we want to be busy with. Oh. Well, I, I love that. And I think, you know, I think it is interesting because it's, I think it's that initial, like you said, right, when a guy first comes out, like keep that touch base going. And then at some point, you know, like you mentioned Lightbright, um, man, it's been fun to watch him engage, you know, and guys like that, or, you know, even guys like, you know, I think of like Slick, right, really engaged, then he had a baby and then and kind of took some time off and now, now he's back. And so, you know, you kind of watch from a distance and you just like, man, I hope this guy stays, you know? And so some of it is just that initial, like, you know, get him out three or four times, help him build some other relationships amongst the, the group. And then, and then before you know it, they're, they're forming a shield lock on their own, you know? And so you, it's just, it's, it's so cool to see that because you, you just hope every guy can find what we found, you know, in this, yeah. this group. But yeah, the relationships through that shield lock, I think initially are, are really, really powerful. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, like Queen Service, I haven't been a part of that, but Fine Print, Ketchup, and uh, Lightbright are a part of that. So, I mean, even just, you know, the, the banter back and forth and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff is, it's fun. Yeah. You know, we, why, can't, why can't we have fun with it, right? Yeah, totally. Hey, one, one kind of final question here, just to uh, see how you're doing. If, if guys see out there uh, in the gloom, what, what do you need encouragement on? What are, what are you working on? What should we ask you about to, to help you continue to accelerate? Man, that's a, that's a great question, Blake. You know, for me, you know, I, I know what my excellent day looks like. Uh, but am I always having that excellent day? No. Well, why? Well, maybe I had, maybe I shouldn't have had a bourbon last night or two. You know, maybe that's the reason why I pushed snooze one more time and didn't make it out, you know? So it's, um, yeah, Sasquatch, why are you off the train? Yeah. I'm always wrong. Okay. All right. You're trying to accelerate. You need to be in the gloom. Yeah, I love it. Well, that's e that's easy enough. We could all do that. Well, I I sure love you, man. And it's it's been so cool just from my perspective to reconnect with you. And you know, I think it's it's one of those moments where like you see that somebody you knew in a previous life, and you realize you're both out at F three, and it's kind of this like it like renews the bond right and so I, it's just it's been cool to just reconnect and um, just to see you grow and lead and you know to be honest there's some there's just this really um kind of proud moment where like man look at how that guy is is handling challenges in his life and i'm proud to just be next to him you know just to know him and so that's that's you man that's how i, I feel just uh reconnecting with you it's been really great it's a lot brother You're giving me goosebumps sure. well let's uh let's take it out in uh, namorama uh, Brandon Fleahardy, 36, The Plague. Boom. John Major, 36, Sasquatch. Sasquatch. <laughs> nice job, man. Hey, I appreciate you, brother. Oh, 
you too.